0: Welcome to Closer to Venus. This is Johnny Burke. Today's guest is Doug Lawrence. He is an international mentoring expert, and his calling has created opportunities for some very interesting experiences, one of which was with a client who is a hypnotherapist. Doug, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Your experience with the hypnotherapist that was a client, can you tell us about how that came about? What were the circumstances?
1: Yes, I can. So how it came to be was I was in a mentoring relationship with the hypnotherapist, and we had numerous conversations. I was trying to get a understanding of who she was and the type of service and stuff that she provided. She kept suggesting to me that I should actually go under hypnosis and see what it was actually like
0: did she tell you right away that was past life regression or did she explain that later
1: we had conversations about what that would look like so we were talking back and forth and of course in the back of my mind i always had this image of the hypnotist I had this vision, and I think part of that comes from what most of us, we go to shows to watch the, the hypnotist, hypnotize all these people in a room and getting them to do silly things. And of course, I'm thinking that that's what's going to happen to me. And she assures me that such is not the case. And she said, I'll tell you what, why don't we take a look at past life regression? And I said, so tell me what that's all about. So she explained the, the procedure that she takes people through for past life regression. And she said that at that particular time, not many people want to explore that part because she said you know what's going to happen is we're going to unlock your subconscious mind where your past a lot of your past lives are stored so we're going to unlock that and then we'll go through that and sort of see where we end up with that what was interesting was that I had had I think it was two or three dreams just before me meeting with her to have this conversation you always talk about destiny and fate and all that sort of thing well this is what ended up happening to me was I had a dream of myself in a religious type era time frame I had myself in a in a dream of in a aboriginal indigenous people when they roamed the earth a long, long time ago when they were the only people inhabiting the earth. And I also had the one, it would be Julius Caesar type time frame, you know, riding the chariots and all that sort of stuff.
0: In Rome or yeah. in that region. So you had those types of dreams. We'll get to that part where I'm sure you probably explored that with the therapist. In your experiences, were there any um, encounters with the spirit world of any kind?
1: No, definitely not at that time period.
0: The therapist suggested, why don't we try past life regression and assured you that it wasn't going to look like some hokey thing that you might have seen in a movie or a TV show where the hypnotherapist gets the people to do silly things. So that's reassuring. Were you apprehensive a bit when she used the words unlock your subconscious?
1: Initially, yes. But once she explained to me what that's all about, and how in our conversations, we talked about, I talked about my calling and my concern about wanting to help as many people as I possibly could was through the through the gift of mentoring and that she said that when we unlock your subconscious, you may be quite surprised about the fact that what you had experienced in other lives is now relevant for you in your current life. And it may very well. The reason you're successful is because of what you learned in your past lives, and it's been brought forward. And what's basically transpired or happened is that now is the time that I need to go forward with what it is that I'm doing, because now is the time that the world needs mentoring the the way I go about doing it.
0: That's awesome. So obviously that made you feel a little bit better about doing that. From what I've gathered, past life regression or what they call PLR therapy is that you are conscious during the entire time. Am I right? Yeah. You're in control. Yep. Okay, good. That's pretty consistent with what I've been told. So without further ado, tell us about the experiences. Was it just one or was it more than one?
1: There was One session, and we actually tapped into three separate lives. First one was during the religious time frame. In that particular life, my name was Jeremiah. I was a healer. My purpose in that life was to heal people as much as I possibly could. How it was set up was she would have me go down the river, what she called the river of time. When it was the right time for the boat to dock it would just dock on its own. So I was not propelling the boat. I had no really no control
0: over it whatsoever. So the river of time, the yeah. boat, what did the surroundings look like? Was it hazy? Was it mist? Or was it actually a very clear picture of what your surroundings were?
1: It was fairly clear. It was in some of the situations, it was dark out. And I know in, in one of them, uh, you could see, I think it was the third one, you could see a village and two of them, you could see a village off in the distance. And so there was lights, like there was fires burning and all that sort of stuff. So with the first one. There was myself and my guardian angel that were in the boat. And so when it was time to dock the boat docked, and then she asked me all kinds of different questions such as, what are you wearing? Are you male or female? Explain what you look like. So it was, I'm a male. I've tattered clothes, long hair, sandals. My name is Jeremiah. I want to help people. I'm sad because there's so many people to to help. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do all of this. I heal I heal people. The time frame is during the religious era. Part of what I was hoping to be able to do was to see in that lifetime how many people there actually were that, that needed to be healed and whether I could help them because I was actually carrying that as a burden and that burden was being carried forward to today's life as well.
0: Now, when you say the religious period, did you get a fairly clear idea about, was it the Middle Ages, was it 200, 300 AD, or thereabouts, or was that not clear?
1: If you thought of the divine, or if you thought of Jesus walking down the street in a small village, it was symbolic of that, because actually, in one of the past lives, that actually took place, where I was actually walking down the street of this village, and there was people following me, and they... They just wanted to touch me because if they touched me, then they felt safe. And actually, I had a young boy come running up to me as I'm walking down the street. I can still see his eyes to this very day. I look into his eyes and I can see so much pain and so much anguish. And I remember reaching out and placing my hand on top of his head and the pain and the anguish all disappeared.
0: It's an interesting parallel between the healer and the mentor now, which I'm sure you're, you're very aware of. You also mentioned a guardian angel. Did you meet him or her on the boat, or was it right before, or did your guardian angel accompany you the whole time?
1: The guardian angel, she
0: accompanied me all the time. Did she give you a name?
1: It's off the top of my head. I, it'll come to me.
0: Okay. All right. So, but you met her, she was on the boat in one lifetime or or all of them? She was on the journey on all three. I imagine you had an idea right away, an impression that was your guardian angel. How did that feel?
1: The fact that it was my guardian angel who was traveling with me, it, it gave me some sense of security and safety because I felt that she would have my best interests in mind. Are you in this boat by yourself or who's with you? And I went, my guardian angel. She stayed with me for all three different visits into different time frames
0: who else do you remember that was on the boat besides your guardian angel that's it okay so it's just you two was that the scope of the first life that you just told me about or are there more details
1: that's pretty much it the takeaway that was unlocked from the first situation was don't give up yes it does make you sad in fact jeremiah gave me a, a great big hug standing on the shore and what i found the most interesting there were a lot of sensations like I could actually feel him hug and I remember one of the other times and I actually jumped in the chair was we were walking down the the street and somebody came and put their hand on the small of my back and I actually felt that and and jumped and the hypnotherapist said it's okay it's okay you just need to calm down and got everything back under control so
0: so you had some sensory experiences you were you able to figure out was it humid was it dry was it cold what was that like
1: no the only thing i could distinguish very clearly was whether it was dark or light
0: no temperature impressions or anything like nope. that okay nope. good so you had a takeaway that to not give up yeah. and that it basically reinforced your feeling that your calling is to help people to mentor people Am I right correct That must have been a very cool experience. When you hugged Jeremiah, did you get an idea that maybe he was a version or your higher self?
1: I would definitely say that he was definitely a version of pre-today Doug. And so part of what I was searching for then was what are the things that he's done with his healing that I can bring forward into today? and used for the benefit of people in today's world
0: so when the experience with the first life ended did you find yourself back on the boat or were you on the boat pretty much the whole time
1: no uh we got back on the boat and the boat went down the river of time a little bit further until it decided that okay we're going to dock here and so we dock and so now we're into what i referred to as the indigenous timeframe of, and what was interesting is that with this particular one, I can still very distinctly see that off in the distance, a village with light fires providing light and all that sort of stuff. And there was something about it that, because she had asked me if I wanted to, do you want to go up to the village? And I went, no, I can't. And I remember saying very distinctly, I cannot go up to that village. And she said, tell me why. And, and I said, I don't feel safe. And so then we had a conversation where she asked me questions. Why don't you want to go there? Have you been to this village before? And, and I, I remember saying, no, well, I've been to others just like it. And it's not safe for me to go there. And why is that? Well, I can't help people because they're afraid to be helped. We ended up just getting back in, in the boat and going i actually remember i was in tears and there i am a grown man laying on this hypnotherapist's lounge and i'm actually in tears because i'm so afraid of going to that village
0: well the fact that you had an emotional response probably gave you and your hypnotherapist the impression that this is the real memory it's not your imagination later on did your hypnotherapist tell you that was not your imagination did she mention that to you
1: Yes, she she definitely did. We went over everything and she actually gave me an audio recording of the whole conversation and she said, "Give it a couple of days, go home, if you have any questions, come back to me and, you know, we can talk about it." For the most part, the question that I had was was that a dream or was that actually reality that I just experienced because I feel a whole lot different as a result of having
0: done that. I've been told that the audio recording of the session you can actually hear your voice change during certain parts of the session where you come to the conclusion that this is not my imagination, this is the real thing. That's what I've been told.
1: And that's true because my voice, like you and I are having a conversation right now, at times it's very difficult to hear my voice on the recording. Because I all of a sudden become very quiet. I've played it over and over and over again sometimes to see if I can. And I end up relying on her question to sort of figure out what my answer was going to be.
0: Now, the people that you met in any of the lives, and we'll go into the third life in a moment... Did you get an impression that some of those people from the past are in your life presently?
1: I didn't. Obviously, the only one would be my guardian angel, and I'm somewhat embarrassed that I don't recall her name. So,
0: Does your guardian remind you of anybody you know today, or not necessarily?
1: No, not necessarily.
0: Okay. In the second lifetime of the aboriginal people, did you get an idea of what time period that was? It seems like the first one, the first life was... About 2,000 years ago. That sound about right? Yeah. During the time of Jesus.
1: Yeah. And the indigenous one would be, the exact time frame escapes me, but it would be right around the time period when the indigenous people roamed the earth. White people were starting to explore and to stake claim to some of the land and stuff right around that time frame.
0: So that could be 1300s, 1400s, something like that. So it's a later time than the first life, it was what it sounds like. Yeah. All right. So anything else you can tell us about the second life or was it back on the boat to the third one?
1: Yeah, it was was back on the boat to the third one. But there was a little curveball that was thrown was that normally the boat should go down the river and it refused to do so. And it actually turned around and went up the river. So it took us back to the religious time frame and... That's where we got the experience of walking through a a small village and all
0: of those things. But you think that in the third lifetime, that was separate from the first lifetime, right? Yeah. Is it possible that on your third life, your third lifetime that we know of, of because you could have more, that you're reincarnated back into the past? Or what, what were your feelings about that?
1: I would say that there was definitely a reincarnation that took place to that time period most definitely.
0: But do you think that you were shown these lives in chronological order that they occurred? Or is that not necessarily true?
1: I think that there's some truth to that, because the message that I got overall was that through each of those time frames that there were some tools, some techniques, some information that I needed in order to bring it forward to the next life, to the next life, and to the next life. Because in order for me to continue with my calling, I needed to have all of that information, all those tools and techniques in order to be able to, to share the gift of mentoring as much as I possibly could
0: so with the third lifetime besides walking in the village what other experiences were there
1: with that one obviously the one that stands out of course is the boat not going where it was supposed to go which was down the river we had to go back up you know we've talked about already the fact that everyone wanted to touch me touching me gave them strength and then we talked about you know the young child who I reached out and put my hand on their head and the pain and anguish in their eyes and stuff disappeared. The takeaway was what you're doing, keep on doing. Don't change what you're doing. So that was my takeaway. I would have to say that I was as a result of this, I was more grounded because of what I learned. In addition to getting an understanding of how the hypnotherapist does what they do. One of the things that I wanted to be able to validate was the fact that this actually truly is my calling excellent
0: now when the session was over all three lives the the proverbial boat that trip ended you were not hypnotized any longer did you go over that with your therapist or did you talk to her at a different time
1: i discussed it with her at a different time
0: what were her thoughts on your experiences
1: Well, she wanted to affirm that I understood what I had just, you know, what I had gone through. The fact that she unlocked my subconscious and that was just three of the possible lives, past lives that I had. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, there's a good probability that there's a lot more in there if we wanted to unlock the door and open it further.
0: Did you get the urge to go back with her? Or maybe in the future to explore your other past lives
1: i'm definitely contemplating at this stage going and seeing what else do we have to uncover at the time i thought well that was quite an experience and if i had any reservations or doubts about past life regression she eliminated them all
0: with the past life memories obviously reincarnation to you is pretty much a no-brainer yeah. there's a growing body of evidence with events cases just like yours thousands if not hundreds of thousands which is uh, pretty interesting so this session itself you can probably imagine why some people might approach this almost like a ride at the amusement park and get the impression from you and from others that it can be a little emotionally taxing it's a little draining
1: yeah, it definitely was. And I just thought of the guardian angel, her her name was Gabrielle.
0: Yeah. The guardian angel, that's probably as important than anything else. Obviously, it's a pretty heavy experience. I don't know what your religious background is, but did that change those views at all or, or not?
1: I don't think so. No, it, it, was, it was a logical choice or a logical decision that Gabrielle should accompany me. I wasn't the least bit surprised that when she asked the question that that was what came out of my mouth right away. Was Gabrielle my guardian angel or one of my guardian angels? so I'm spiritual I wouldn't say I'm practicing any Catholic one particular or... yeah but I'm very spiritual and I believe in what I've gone through with past life regression and and sort of how that all unfolded I'm a firm believer in fact I tell some of my own mentoring clients that if you if you're kind of wondering and you're not sure about what your purpose and what life has in store for you here's a great thing for you to go and try and just see what comes out of it
0: so you're a spiritual person prior to this experience what were your views of the afterlife and past lives and and so on i
1: had an awareness of that but the turning point for me was i i read the book uh, through the eyes of an angel by paul elder it's a combination of reinforcing my beliefs and confirming some of them as as well the whole aspect of the here and after, the aspect of God's park, which we refer to it sometimes as heaven and Mm -hmm. that, but we have to transition from this life to this spiritual life, so to speak. So there's a, a number of things that I maybe had questions about that I don't anymore. And at one time point, I had a fear of death, of dying. And and I don't anymore because I know that I have stuff to do. I, I will be continuing on doing what I'm doing after I do pass that, you know, my soul will continue on with its journey. That life will be locked in a subconscious of someone someplace, and they're going to unlock that and use that for the betterment of the world.
0: How cool is that? You're doing the same things as Jeremiah was, and someone else, your higher self, or I'm not sure how to really explain it, but... It is pretty incredible that space of afterlife research, reincarnation research, and so on has really has really shown us quite a bit. And speaking of research, to paraphrase uh, a book by uh, Dr. Raymond Moody, Life After Life, what he said was the study of life after death, including reincarnation and past lives, has addressed the spiritual impoverishment in our culture. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I would.
0: It's pretty important stuff, isn't
1: it? Well, you know, it it certainly is. I lost my wife to uh, cancer here back at the beginning of February, and... (sighs) It's Thank you. It's, it's reassured. Knowing what I know today, knowing what I know has helped me deal with a lot of things that, you know, as part of the grieving process, a lot of the things that we sometimes have questions or doubts or all of that. So mm-hmm. she paid me a visit last night and gave me a big kiss.
0: Last night?
1: Last night. Last yes. night.
0: Now, that is not the first time that you've had that kind of experience with your wife
1: my wife and also with the the spirit world when it came to my mom as well. So with my mom, what had happened was she was diagnosed with cancer as well. And Mm -hmm. it would have been diagnosed in October of 2006. And her granddaughter was getting married in May of 2007. And I got up to go to the washroom and I came back, we were in bed sleeping in a Went to the bathroom, came back, and off to my left hand side is we have a walk in closet. And standing in this walk in closet was this individual. I couldn't distinguish who it was, but I just knew that they were there. And we started to have a conversation without. A- speaking any words and so it's kind of like the whole mental telepathy thing and what i basically said is i knew why they were there and i said right out of the gate i said please don't take her if you have to take somebody take me but don't take her let her see her granddaughter get married and what ended up happening was that's exactly what happened was she allowed my my mom to see her granddaughter get married and she ended up that would have been in may and middle of december she passed away from from cancer
0: you know it's very difficult we all lose people there's nothing you can do about it no one no one is really exempt from that but you've actually had experiences with your mom and your wife where and correct me if i'm wrong Do you get the impression that you will eventually see them again? Yes. Yes. No doubt. No doubt. And going back to Dr. Moody and his contemporaries, I think one of the great takeaways from all of this research, we don't die we keep going. It's a little bit more complicated, and there's obviously more details than that, but I, I guess people hope. Wouldn't you agree?
1: I would definitely agree. My my philosophy, and this is just me, is that the physical body is the vessel that transports your soul to where you need, where it needs to go. And so we may go through the process of cremation or, or burial, and that's fine and dandy, because whichever one I were to choose that I was going to do I know that at the end of the day my soul is going to live on because it's still
0: not done what it needs to do. I like that and that reminds me of something when we talk about the journey of the soul. Journey of Souls, by the way, is the title of a seminal book written by Dr. Michael Newton who popularized the life between lives therapy. That's the therapy where you go in between lives, you need the counsel. And you actually see past loved ones. Now, in past life regression, as far as I know, and what has been reported, is that it, they don't necessarily see members of you know your family or friends that have passed. But in the lives between lives therapy, it's actually pretty common. So the sum total of your experience, do you think that we keep incarnating until we reach a spiritual apex where we don't have to come back anymore? A sort of soul evolution? <laughs>
1: I would agree with that with the understanding that as long as I have fulfilled my calling, whatever my sense of purpose, as long as I've fulfilled that, then I've reached that apex where what is the rationale or reason for me to continue? Yes, I would agree with that with that condition.
0: Wow. Really, really incredible stuff. Doug, thanks so much for joining us today. How can our, our listeners learn more about you and your experiences?
1: They can most definitely reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn, so they can do a search on Doug Lawrence and they should be able to find me. They can get a hold of me through my email address at Doug.Lawrence, so Doug.Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, at Talent C, so the word talent with the letter C on the end.CA C-A. Mm-hmm. And they can reach out to me there or through my website, at uh, www.palancec.ca
0: I'll definitely put all of those links in the show notes as well you've been listening to Closer to Venus this is Johnny Burke if you enjoyed today's episode please consider leaving us a review on iTunes thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time